0: I hear that a lot. Yeah. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bet you
0: do. Hey, welcome to the
1: Shut the Fuck Up, Ed.
0: Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We're with Mike from Memphis. Hello. Is that Mad Mike from Memphis, or just the Memphis Mike, or how do you how do you go? What do you go by, man?
1: Memphis Mayor Mike. Be my future title. Might as well go over it now. It's fine. That's fine.
0: The future mayor of Memphis, Mike. (laughs) Yeah,
1: why not? Let's go for
0: it. Does Memphis know that you're the future mayor? I mean, are you sneaking up on them or what?
1: Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a landslide victory, and everybody's gonna be like, oh man. That guy promised cupcakes up our buttholes, and he did. Oh man, that's crazy! So cupcakes up everybody's butt holes. I would
0: I would love to see the um the billboard for that. <laughs> 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 Are those gluten free cupcakes?
1: Oh yeah, of course. You know, it can't discriminate. You know, I mean, you, you know can't discriminate in this country. So don't do that. <laughs> Hey,
0: man, listen, we're uh, about uh, three weeks out from
1: the Iowa caucus, mm-hmm. is that about right? That's right, and uh, we are recording one day before the January debate, uh, so that's going to be tomorrow night.
0: So, yeah, the debate is going so this is the last official debate before the caucus, Right.
1: Yeah, I want to say that um, – I want to say that the next debate is going to be one day before the New Hampshire primary. It's like it's real close. So, yeah, but this is the last one before people actually go to vote. So this is going to be the time if uh, if Bernie is going to attack somebody, if he's going to attack Biden, he's got to do it now because this is the last chance. He's got to start off big in this primary.
0: Do you think that he needs to do that? I mean, where are you guys? You're you're, you know, I'm not, you're a Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, do you guys feel like he needs to attack Biden or I mean, do you have a when you're watching the debate, do you like try to egg him on and and <laughs> how does yeah, that go? I try to
1: push, I try to push Bernie. It's like, Bernie, go okay. get Um, <laughs> it's so I there are a lot of Bernie supporters that want him to attack Biden because Let's face it, um, that's the point of the primary, is to make sure that we get rid of the weakest people. And to me, Joe Biden is one of the weakest candidates. He goes against Donald Trump. He's going to lose. It's going to be Joe Joe Biden. Biden, He voted for the disastrous uh, drug war and prisons, and all these things, and he's going to list everything horrible about Joe Biden, and Joe Biden's going to say nothing. Like, he's going to fumble. He's fumbled during debates with these Democrats. Like, he's going to fumble during Trump's debate. It's going to be awful, and what it's going to do, it's not going to get Democrats to vote for Trump, but it's going to do exactly what Trump did in 2016. He's going to encourage his base and discourage Joe Biden's base. Yes. Yeah, and then that's how Trump.
0: You're lives. saying people aren't gonna show up, right? And, and and that's all it takes, right? It's for ten thousand people in each state to not show up and Trump Trump takes the Midwest.
1: Yeah. I mean, like if you really think about it, Joe Biden and his policies is not that dissimilar from George W. Bush. So we're in an election. We could possibly be in an election with George W. Bush versus Trump, and you're asking Democrats to vote for George W. Bush. They're not going to do it, and the only reason that Joe Biden is anywhere close in this uh, election is that he was the vice president of a popular president. But based on policy, he's not that popular. So,
0: well, you know uh, what, I he's
1: very weak. That's why he's a very weak candidate to me, and we got to attack him now before he loses to Trump. So,
0: well, you know, I that's one of the things that I've been kind of looking at is that Obama. You know, he's involved, but he's not involved. You know, he's out there on his fucking windsurfing thing, you know, with sunglasses on, but still trying to be involved in politics. It's kind of ridiculous. I mean, he's got his proxies out there taking shots at Bernie. He's refusing to back Biden. I mean, what's the deal with that? I mean, is it frustrating?
1: Um, no, I'm... I would be frustrated if he interfered as uh, as much as you know. The, I'm I'm a lot happier that the DNC is not as interfering as it was in 2016. 2016 was a shit show of just like we're gonna make we're gonna make it go fast, make Hillary Clinton the nominee. If you remember, like we're about to have the sixth debate tomorrow mm-hmm. for the Democratic nominee. Uh, we only had three debates. In 2016, like that just shows you how much the DNC really just put all of its effort into making sure that Hillary Clinton won the nomination. So this time it's a lot more fair and really happy about that. But Obama, he's kind of a mixed bag. I I don't think he likes Biden at all. Um, Like, let's let him you you mention it right now. Like you just said that uh, he didn't endorse he didn't endorse Joe Biden. That's not. That's not something to skirt around. He was your president, and he didn't support you. Exactly. That's a problem. That's he that's like all that, the people to replace him, and now he's not supporting you. Something's wrong. So that's yeah, like that's not a clear sign.
0: Exactly. It's like voting. It's 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 a form of of non-support as opposed to support, right? He's not saying he hadn't even. I mean, if, if Obama had a When he was going out of office, he could have done something to say, you know, it's it's got to be kind of uh, mind boggling to think that they're going to let Hillary, you know. But I still go back and we don't want to get sidetracked by that because this is, you're right, this is an important debate. Well, do you think it's going to be no holds barred with everybody? I mean, Elizabeth Warren, man, this is do or die for her, I think.
1: Uh, I completely agree. Um, uh, I'm worried that she won't even make it into the top three at this point. Um, She needs, if she's going to do something now, I think that she has to attack Joe Biden. And I think that is the best course. If, If you want, if you want to make sure that Joe Biden doesn't win the election, or you want a progressive to win, Elizabeth Warren needs to be the one to attack Joe Biden on the Iraq war vote and on, um, Uh, bankruptcy bills that have cost this nation or this generation in this nation, hundreds of thousands of dollars. We are in debt because of Joe Biden's debt bill. Um, If you don't know, there's a reason why Donald Trump can declare bankruptcy and you with your student loans can't Right. because Joe Biden, like that's the reason you want to know why like your life is fucked. Look at Joe Biden. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> so if, if 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 Elizabeth Warren could attack Joe Biden, I think that that shows that she is strong, and it would make Biden's numbers go down, and I think that could keep her in the top three. Now I don't know if she can win the nomination or even the general, but she needs to do every attack possible on Joe Biden if she wants to be relevant.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the one thing that is about Bernie, just as my personal view, is that he is so obviously what he is, right? And, you know, so people know where he stands. And you could decide to say, you know what, I don't really like where he stands on that, but at least I know where the fuck he stands, you know? And that... That was one of the things that made Trump stand out was like he didn't care if he had these unpopular opinions. He didn't give a shit. Right. He just said what he said. This is what I believe. Whatever. Fuck y'all if you don't like it. Right. And Bernie is kind of like that, too, with his socialism. He's like, I'm not going to back down off of this. This has been my life's calling. You know, he's not going to try to become a moderate. So you have to admire that about him. I mean, I personally would admire that aspect of him. I don't want to go into my, you know, how I feel about or think about his policies, but you like you could write down something, an issue, and you could pretty much know or have a pretty good idea where Bernie Sanders stands on it. And, you know, I think that that is I mean, I think maybe that's part of his rise in the polls. I mean, he seems to be rising in the polls. Do you think there's another reason? Uh,
1: I think that there's a yeah, like the rise right now. I think is due to Trump's uh, competence when it comes to Iran. Um, so, Iran. Uh, so Trump assassinated or killed, whatever you want to describe it as, killed a Iranian general. On Iraqi soil so that is dumb and there's a reason why it's dumb because there was no plan and so you are putting America on the verge of war with Iran people are freaking out you have a very anti-war movement going on in the Democratic Party that's gonna help Bernie because out of everybody on that stage he is the only one that says no to the Iraq war And he said, no, we're not going to increase the military budget by another $700 billion. We're not going to do that. And we have to put checks on Trump if he goes to war with Iran. He can't just do it without congressional approval. He's the only one that has that record. So that's going to help him versus Joe Biden, somebody who voted for the Iraq war, and even Elizabeth Warren, somebody who I think does mean well, still voted to increase Trump's military budget by $700 billion. It's like, holy hell. So that's going to help Bernie a lot. Just this whole Iran mishap that Trump is, I don't know what the hell he's thinking.
0: Well, do you think that this, I mean, it seems, the last debate, I can't remember anything about it, was they kind of got away with the, you know, Trump sucks, I'm better. You know, that's not really much of a platform. But now that Trump did this thing prior to the debate, do you think that that's going to like, Eat up half of the debate, this
1: Iran thing. I think it will, um, and it should. It should be focused on. I don't necessarily think it's the sole focus that everybody should be focusing on. Um, the fact that we don't have a climate change debate on, like, this is my policy for dealing with climate change. Here's how we deal with international. Because I, I really want to know, like, I want to know what Joe Biden's opinion is on what happens when Antarctica loses its ice. Like, are we going to invade it? like are we going to try to are we going to defend it from
0: we're going to drill for like, oil right in the money. middle of it goddammit
1: <laughs> yeah it's like i want to know what you what what are your plans because more than likely a lot of these people are going to say oh well we can go into that we can go into that continent and start oil drilling and shit i want to know what your policy is for climate change but if you're going to talk about an issue that's not climate change talk about a because it's on everybody's mind and all these things so I think that the moderators will ask that question. They're going to ask everybody on the stage a question about Iran. Who's well,
0: um, who's sponsoring this debate? Is this a CNN uh, thing?
1: Oh, I can't remember who's doing it this time. Uh, it could be CNN oh, God. or... Hmm.
0: A bunch of blowhards, man, who all are trying to look good themselves. You know, it's like there's no real journalists up there but keep an open mind with that. Well, tell me this. Um, you, so you were talking about personally canvassing for Bernie.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go, I'm in, I'm in forest Mississippi for, uh, this project a few more days. Um, I was going to go to the 10th anniversary of citizens United. I was going to go March in DC against the 10th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And, but it looks like this project's going to go on a little bit longer than we thought, so I might not make that. But after this project, I'm going to Iowa, and I'm going to canvas for Bernie.
0: Okay, so now if you go after – this is just a question. If you go after the debate, the is on February 2nd, right? Uh,
1: that That's going to be the second debate of the year. So that's the, the caucus. I'm sorry. Total.
0: The debate is on Thursday. The caucus is on on February 2nd right yeah so you're going to try to go before the caucus
1: yeah it'd be i'm hoping to at least get a week out there
0: beautiful um, man so, yeah. so i would love to get some on the ground reporting about how that goes it seems like it'd be kind of wild are you going out there by yourself with a group or who's doing who you caucus who are you going out there and canvassing with
1: well i'm going to be staying at a, a volunteer wolf pack. I'm going to be staying at their house. I should mention—I don't think I said this in the last uh, last podcast that we both were on. Uh, Wolfpack is nonpartisan. I happen to be a leftist, liberal, progressive person, but Wolfpack is not that. It is—it is a nonpartisan group that's trying to get everybody to realize that our elections are bought, and we need to do something about it. So. Just want to clear
0: that up. No, well, that's, that's, I appreciate you doing that because I was thinking about being a part of it. I was actually speaking with uh, some friends of mine yesterday and telling them about uh, the wolf Wolfpack and what it was about, and they all thought it was a great idea, you know. So, oh, shit. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I, you know, I want you to don't give up on it. And I, if I can find a way to help you do it, and that's, you know, that's what this, Podcast with you and I talking about really is because it, it everybody all, I can't imagine there's a single person unless they're the one making money off of it. it, but even them must realize that there's a critical mass at some point with this money in politics that it's 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 got to stop. It, it, it's it's destroying. The very thing that it pr- proposes to defend, you know, the, the freedoms that were, that are born to a man and a woman, the day that they're born, you know, the freedom of uh, speech and all these things, well, it almost seems like it's taking it away. This money is is, is preventing those things from happening. It's that uphill battle against the money and I don't think that that's right. You know, I think what the money does is try to wear people out until they just say, fuck it. I, I surrender. You know, I can't fight this battle. I just have to accept that's the way that it is. So real quick, I want you to go back, if you don't mind, go over the... Uh your proposition about the, the, the Wolfpack and what it's about and what it stands for and the ideas about the convention, if you don't mind going into that right now, because I want to make sure that I know exactly what it is. But also, every single time you're on here, man, I want to give you a chance to talk about
1: it. Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, well, Wolfpack was created a few years ago by a man named Jake Uker. You might know him from the Young Church's uh Maybe you've seen him or not. He is convinced that Congress is not going to deal with campaign finance reform because Congress is part of the problem. You look at uh, you look at most members of Congress. They're millionaires. They get massive donations every election because that's true. Every election is more and more expensive. In the 2018 election, a midterm. There was more money spent in that midterm than there was in 2016 presidential election. That's a problem. Uh, and it's going to continue that. It's going to continue escalating in cost. It's going to keep doing this because there's no cap on campaign finance. There's no rules. There are, like the rules are the bare minimum. And that's a problem. So what we at Wolfpack are going to do is work with, Groups across this country, especially American Promise, which is trying to get reform at the congressional level, but we at Wolfpack don't believe that Congress can be fully trusted at this moment. Maybe in the future when they get their heads out of their ass, but at this moment we have to go through states, and what we are calling for is known as an amendatory convention. Article Five of the Constitution allows us, as states, to call for an amendatory convention on a specific topic, and if we get two-thirds of the states to call for that convention. We get the convention, we discuss the problem, find a solution, and send it out to the states for ratification. That is what Wolfpack's goal is to do. And you know what? I think that we are doing a good job.
0: So do you have, and let me just understand this. So your goal is to have an elected official who is a member of one of the state bodies right whether it's the house of reps and then most states have a house of reps and a house and a senate right right
1: yeah
0: one of those elected officials brings the proposition forward in the house that they're a member of for vote is that what you're saying Mm -hmm. that is the goal to get it to bring it forward so that to force the house reps or the senate people to vote on it uh
1: uh, I will break it down even simpler. Uh, so every state has a, just like the country, has a legislative branch, an executive branch, and a judicial branch. We have to go through the legislative branch mm-hmm. of two thirds of the states, and we have to pass in the legislative branch. Now, depending on what kind it is, like Tennessee has uh, two chambers mm-hmm. of the legislative branch, just like the United States, and we have to go through one chamber of the legislative branch and then the other. And if that happens, hey, we passed that state. We've already done it five times. Just got to do it about 27 more times.
0: So you're saying that it's been passed in five states? That's right. Well, man, last time we spoke, you I think you, you said all of them, but you weren't sure if you had. Could you tell me what those are again?
1: Oh, you mother. Okay. I, I, see, how <laughs> I see how it is. You embarrass me. You, you learn, No, it's you fine. Listen. Okay.
0: You're from Tennessee. Did you guys pass it?
1: No, not yet. We're going to committee this year. So Beautiful. We we are more than likely going to pass. Um, I don't want to get the details.
0: No, that's fine, I man.
1: T- I don't want to get too many details, but I think that we have the best shot of possibly getting through this year
0: beautiful hey but think about this just as an aside can you imagine what's really crazy that the Virginia still has the House of Burgesses
1: I'm honestly not that surprised there are a lot of uh, like the 13 colonies they have these weird things what is a what's the state that says that it's not a state it's oh we're the province of whatever'
0: It's either Rhode Island or New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, it's like we're we're not a state, we're a province or something. It's like okay, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> like you still have two senators, right? Okay.
0: Yeah, you you're a state. You You're still yeah, right? You're a state, right? But you're saying on your flag, it doesn't say state. I don't know, man. I have to look that up. Too bad we don't have like uh, instantaneous like. Uh, Instagram input into our broadcast it's not we don't have we don't have that technology right now um well let's go let's go into something that's a little bit more contentious and uh so what I really want to do though is to say you know everybody who's listening to this look up Wolfpack, and that's w-o-l-f-p-a-c if you're even remotely interested in trying to take the money out of politics Check that out and see if that you can get involved. And uh, because I don't think it's going to go away, man. And I think it's a very and the fact that it's nonpartisan is is uh, is is very good. It's very means there's a lot of sincerity behind it, you know. And obviously, there's going to be some people who are driven by their uh, political motivations, but still, it's it affects everybody anytime. Like if you're in California and you're a Republican, you can forget about that shit unless you live in Orange County. You are not going to get fucking elected, okay? You can just forget about it. And, you know, and it's the same way in, in, in down to the city level in a lot of cities and stuff. And also, reverse, if you're somewhere out, you know, in a, in a more uh, conservative area, if you're a Democrat, you're uh, up the creek, you know, if you don't have a bunch of money. It just ain't going to happen, right? Your voice is not going to get heard. And I think that's
1: wrong. It is wrong. And what happens is that, you know, major corporations and super PACs, they come to you and they say, okay, we're going to help you out with your campaign, but you got to do this, this, and this. Like it happens all the time. There was a woman, she ran in 2018 to become the senator of West Virginia. And mm-hmm. she was going against... Joe Manchin. No. Her name is Paula Jean Swearingen. And if you haven't, if you haven't heard of her, look her up. Her family is a lineage of coal miners. Um, her family just has a history of getting black lung, awful, horrible things that come from coal mining. And she is running as an uncorrupted Democrat. Does not want any corporate PAC money, no super PACs, nothing like that. And what she talked about is that the moment, only a day or two after she announced her campaign, she received letters from the coal industry. Like different, like different uh, packs that deal with coal and different governors and all these things are just like, hey, man, you want our endorsements or you want our money and all stuff. It's like, oh, my God. So that's the kind of political machine that is destroying America. It's like
0: ambulance chasers, man. Like you know, when you have a when you get a traffic ticket, you get a, you, By the time you get home, there's three letters in your uh, mailbox from attorneys. Yeah, there you go. It's,
1: we're, we have a, we are a country of ambulance chafers,
0: chasers at this point. Oh my god, it's scary. <laughs> well, t- okay, let's just go into my. When I read this article, and we kind of went, you know, we we don't have to talk about the article. And I'm still not sure about the protocol here about quoting things that other people have written. I think we're perfectly fine with doing it as long as we give them credit for it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's fine.
0: But it seems like every time that Bernie Sanders makes a move or he rises in the polls, there's a certain segment of Democrats who come out hard on him, man? And these people are fucking what I call Obamanakis, man.
1: They're, uh, they're sh- like I, I don't know about that term, but uh,
0: it basically means uh, it's like a, a the disciple of Obama that's dedicated to preserving his uh, legacy or something. And I don't know how B- Bernie Sanders would would taint that, but they all seem to be, or most of them connected to the the Obama administration. I could be wrong.
1: Well, no, I know what you mean. Like, there are a lot of members of Obama's cabinet that have been, you know, come out and said that they are not for Bernie Sanders. Now, they don't necessarily endorse anybody else, but they don't like Bernie Sanders. And I, I kind of understand why, from their point of view, they feel that way. These are people that won on a campaign that was based on neoliberalism versus progressive socialism. Okay. They want to they want to assure themselves that they were right. And oh Bernie Sanders is the nominee, then maybe they have to rethink their lives and all those things. But it's also like I've talked about um in the law, in the last podcast, a lot of people in the Democratic Party get paid to be consultants. And not necessarily to win an election, but they're paid because of it. So um, you were talking about this article about this guy, Jim uh, Messini? Messina. What
0: mm-hmm. was his name? It's Messina. I think it's Messina, like the guy from Loggins and Messina, but not spelled the same. You oh. know, I think it's Messina, yeah. Well, he's a hack, man. But anyway, he's a well, hack I, from way back.
1: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly why. Um, so I talked about that last time that political consultants are called and It doesn't matter how often they win if they win once or if they have the backing of a politician that's very famous they have a job for life so this guy he actually worked for the tories in 20 let's see it was 2014 uh again in 2018 and he worked with the italian prime minister in 2016 and all of those campaigns that he advised on lost like he didn't win any of those campaigns And there's a reason, because this isn't 2008 anymore. This isn't even 2012. We are in a new decade, and everything is changing. But this guy doesn't understand that, oh, wait a minute, things are changing. I better change too. He just wants to continue the same path. And I'll tell you this, so so the article that Ed and I are talking about, we're talking about this um, article, it is called, what is it called? What is it called? I was just
0: looking at it, and it says, can Bernie win? I don't know. It's just, but, you know, we don't want to get caught up in that, but it's because you can find it all over the place, but it's a hit piece almost on Bernie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're hot, man. Okay.
1: Okay. So this is the title of the campaign from Politico.com. Obama campaign guru. Trump would love to run against Bernie. So, so the article goes into about Jim Messina. Messina, how you pronounce his name? I took I took two years of Italian in college, and I don't know how to
0: pronounce. Oh yeah. In Italian. Prego.
1: Oh, I'm bad with me. bad with languages. <laughs> oh well.
0: Wait, uh, you can't even order a fucking coffee in Italy.
1: Oh God, if, I'd, I'd have a heart attack.
0: Okay. I I, it, mm, I couldn't do it. Oh come on, man! Don't be. You gotta you gotta let go. Because listen, I've seen I've seen your car, man. You are not anal retentive.
1: <laughs>
0: you are anal expressive, bro. Oh thank you. But getting back to the, we have to have a laugh at some point in here. But anyway, um. So this guy, but so did this it come guy, out after the poll?
1: He uh, says this was this was after the poll, yeah. That yeah. was uh, the poll that showed that Bernie was, you know, three way tie in Iowa and had two point lead in New Hampshire.
0: So this is on the Politico. The article is on Politico, right? And then and it says,
1: yeah. but the the thing I find interesting about all these things. Um, The one source of evidence that he has that Trump would love to go against Bernie, he keeps saying that socialism doesn't win in America. And, I, like, how many times have we been told this? Like, these are the same people, these are the same people that said in 2016 socialism isn't popular enough to win the Democratic primary. Uh, Bernie Sanders got really close, and if there wasn't obvious interference from the Democratic Party, he could have won the nomination. Uh, These are the same people that said Hillary Clinton was the most experienced and the best to go against Trump. We saw how that turned out. We saw the same people say that Donald Trump did not have a chance in hell of winning, and he won. Like, these are the same people that keep making the same mistakes over and over again because they have this – it's not an an opinion based on these are how the winds are blowing. It's more of a self-fulfilling prophecy that they're trying to do. They don't like socialism, so they will say that socialism is bad. That's it.
0: Well, yeah, because they're not going to get paid as much if if, there's, if socialism is the, the, the uh if socialism comes in because it's going to take the money out of politics. And
1: well, more specifically, Bernie Sanders wants to cut out uh consultants for the party.
0: Exactly. So
1: that they don't have as much authority in the party they essentially they're just as powerful as Nancy Pelosi when you really think about it, like they have a lot of authority in the party and they get paid whether they win or lose. So it, it does fuck up things, but more importantly, Bernie Sanders does want to get rid of, um, one of the first things he wants to do, because when you're president, you're not just president of the country, you're president of the party. What Bernie wants to do is eliminate fossil fuel donations from entering the party, which means that the party is no longer held hostage by fossil fuel use so they can say uh yeah let's go with the green new deal and they don't have to worry about the consequences they can just say what's important to them and important to their constituents but they can't say that now because they have to rely on fossil fuel money and they can't do that as long as the party keeps taking it so it's all this stuff that these people don't want to see change in the party as long as they don't want change they're always going to say that Bernie Sanders is unelectable or the
0: enemy or anything like that yeah but we don't want to go into the whole fossil fuel thing but um on on that issue but i think the one thing that bernie sanders does have and i kind of touched on it earlier you can tell that he has conviction conviction of his beliefs and so american people whether they agree with you uh, totally on your beliefs, but they admire people who stick to their beliefs, right? And they don't have their finger in the air like the Clintons and Obama too, trying to gauge which way the wind is blowing so that they can look good. And Bernie Sanders really he doesn't give a shit about that, you know? I mean, I really believe that, you know, we I don't we don't this really isn't a format right now here today to argue about the you know, the viability of his ideas. But you can you can he is willing to say what he thinks it is, right? And he's just going to stick to it. He's going to stand by it. This is it. This is what's wrong and this is there's there's got to be a way to change it and let's let's focus on that, you know. And so this is but this is kind of like the last ditch thing for him, man. If he doesn't if he can't get, you know, I if, I'm fascinated by it. I think people, Americans are really fascinated by it, and they want there to be a brawl. They want there to be a uh, brokered convention, if you will, even though there won't be any c- cigar-filled room at the Democratic convention. God forbid, you know, which is so stupid. It may be weed-filled room, right? That'll be the way it is. <laughs> Back in the weed-filled room, they'll come out and go, well, the candidate is, <coughs> hold on, The candidate, (laughs) we, what, what? Hey, look at that pizza over there. Hold on. Can I get one of the? Oh, the candidate, oh, you got any corn dogs? No. The candidate (laughs) we've chosen, I mean, we've chosen, because what, okay, let's just get way out there. Do you think there's a possibility for a brokered convention and Michelle O to just Like, come down on a cloud and say, I am the savior. I am the savior, (laughs) whatever she sounds like. and I can save you all. Vote for me. I don't want to run in any primaries, and I don't want anybody to criticize me, and, you know, I don't want to hear any of that bullshit. Just, you know, everybody switch their vote to me, you know. I mean, could that happen?
1: Um, I think by the rules that are set in place that wouldn't happen – um or okay, so technically I think that is a thing that can technically happen. If there is a brokered convention and everything's fucked up, the superdelegates can now have a say in what happens, but the superdelegates only have about fifteen percent of the vote. And that's only if there's a brokered convention. So what they would have to do is pick somebody that already has enough delegates to win the oh, election okay. so it would have to be somebody that's already in the primary um if there's a broker convention it's more than likely going to be joe biden or yeah. Elizabeth Warren. i think i think joe biden's the
0: so Elizabeth warren knows. could be some kind of compromise candidate uh,
1: yeah i've been thinking about uh i've been thinking that that would be the case for a while she is, um, she's a progressive, but she also is a member of the establishment. So that is a pretty good compromise if you wanted to merge the two groups together.
0: Wouldn't but you um, but you're saying that she would have to have at least one delegate already. She'd have to win some delegates.
1: Well, if you had a brokered convention, um, the idea with the brokered convention is that nobody got fifty percent of right. the votes. Right. So uh, then the super delegates come in, and they will get to decide. About, you know, overall, they would have 15% of the vote. So they distribute their votes based around the existing candidates. And more than likely, they're all going to say, we have to be unified on this. We're going to pick one person. And they they could pick Joe Biden if he has enough votes, if he has enough delegates already. Or they could pick Elizabeth Warren if she has enough delegates already. But if she only has, let's say, two delegates... They're not going to pick her because she wouldn't win, and you'd be in the same situation, and you wouldn't, and you wouldn't have anybody as the nominee. They're definitely not going to pick Bernie Sanders because they're looking at him like, "Oh my God, this guy's more dangerous." Than
0: it's Trump. your fault, right? Like, You're going to be blaming the Trump, whole thing on at least him. Like Trump,
1: you get a lot of donations. Like mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders does not help the Democratic establishment, so they would not elect him.
0: But you but, know,
1: well, it's isn't a good the,
0: isn't the super delegate that's a that's a Hillary Clinton artifact? Did they have that before
1: her? That was um, I can't remember the exact election. It was starting. It was started like forty years ago. I can't remember the exact election. Oh really? But essentially, a if I have this correct, a populist candidate won the election during the primary and lost in the general. Uh And it was, I think it was during Reagan's second term okay, or maybe Nixon's second term. It was like against a buffoon and it's like, oh my God. And so what the democratic party did was that, okay, we have to control this. We're going to pick, we're going to have superdelegates. They'll have control over 15% of the vote. Make sure that the party goes in the way that we want. And yeah, it's been, it's been a fucking shit show. Um, Superdelegates do not have a pulse on the American finger. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're usually members of the establishment that have been in power for decades. Sure. We're talking about ex-governors, presidents, vice presidents, stuff like that. So we're talking about people that are insanely wealthy that are deciding 15% of the overall Democratic vote. And as we saw in 2016, they all jumped on Hillary Clinton, gave her a huge boost in the... like. How much m- numbers she had before any actual voter voted in the election, so yeah. it made it seem like Hillary Clinton was going to win the election, even though that she wasn't technically any closer than Bernie Sanders was in winning. So, yeah, I think
0: that turned a lot of people off, man. That's the reason she lost. I mean, I mean, you know, a lot of folks stayed home and. She should have won, but people stayed home and whatever. I don't think anybody stayed home because of stupid emails. They stayed home because of how the Democratic Party handled the thing and how they treated Bernie Sanders. (coughs) Pardon me. (coughs) Wow. Radio edit there. (coughs) But how they handled it, you know. And they, they they took the energy and the excitement that Bernie Sanders created and they said they poo-pooed on it, man. And lots of folks stayed home or maybe they voted for Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Gary Johnson probably wasn't able to even vote for himself because he was so fucking high he couldn't find the um, polling place. He went to a barbershop shop because they had a poll there, you know. He was like, Can I can I vote here? <laughs> he got he got hung up he got hung up at the barbershop. shop. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, so of course the Trump and the Republicans absolutely loved it, you know, what what went on there. How yeah, they're...
1: I mean, oh, Jesus Christ, like you, you fuck up your own base and you make it clear to the opponents that you have no idea what you're doing. Um, I mean, that's like, yeah, the Republicans love that. Um, sure, yeah. The, it it, hands, it him... um, a lot of the superdelegates are happier that Trump is president than Bernie is because um, Bernie would take away their money, he would take away a lot of the funds that go to paying overpaid staff, at the DNC.
0: Well, he can't just do um, it by it. fucking executive order, though. But he could, you know, if he gets elected, then you know he can make it a point that the things that he put in his platform might could happen, you know. But I mean, he can't just wave a, you know. I mean, the pres, it's the pre He's not a the uh, the king. He's not gonna be a king. I mean, he's gonna be the president. But I would think that well, there are a
1: lot of things. There are a lot of things that Bernie could still do just as being president. The first one is that he can appoint a a chairman to the DNC, Mm -hmm. and so Obama did that. That's true. Um, And you know what (laughs) the chairman does is does what the president wants them to do in controlling the party the way that they want to. Bernie could easily put a chairman, and that actually wants to get rid of fossil fuel money. Unlike the current one, Tom Perez, who is just like, well, we need to fight. We need to fight, you know, the Republicans. So we're going to take their money, too. It's, oh, my God. How, how stupid are you? So when uh, – but anyways, there are other things that Bernie can do. Uh, one of the things is that he can take marijuana from a Schedule 1 drug and move it down to a Schedule 2 or 3, which means that it wouldn't be treated in the same way. <laughs> Right now, it's treated in the same way that cocaine and crack are.
0: Right, uh, so it's a like it can be it's, it's real easy to get a felony off of it. Yeah.
1: Right, and he can move that he can move that down, and that alone, how many fucking lives will be fucking saved because of that action that any president can do, and he's going to be the first one to do it in time because he has the balls to actually say, "Fuck this system, we have to change it."
0: Well, you know, I, not, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say that that's a bad thing. Um, <clears throat> just as an aside, because I want to get this in under the uh, wire on our conversation, because it's a real thing that just happened. Michael Bloomberg and Tom Steyer, and by the way, I didn't point it out last time we spoke. Tom Steyer is not the guy from. Starbucks that's Schultz who decided not oh, that's to run
1: right that's right. oh
0: I but, Schultz
1: was at unrig and uh, he said he said oh I don't feel like doing this anymore it's like okay yeah right he so he, no
0: he, he put out a trial balloon and it got uh, hit by a plane that was dropping uh, chemtrails but um <laughs> 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 it, So, did now, my understanding is Bloomberg bought his way into this debate on Thursday.
1: Uh, He did not meet the qualifications. Um, Same thing with Andrew Yang. I thought Andrew Yang was for sure going to be in this one. Uh, For some reason, Andrew Yang didn't, but Amy Klobuchar and Tom Steyer did. but,
0: oh Steyer, that's uh, right. Because Bloomberg's saying he's not taking any public money, so then he's not. Therefore, he's not eligible to be in the debate.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, although if if you were Michael Bloomberg, would you even like? Would you want to show how awful of a candidate you are? How many <laughs> people are actually going to give to Michael Bloomberg? It's not going to be much. Hey, and if you compare that to, you know. Bernie Sanders, of course, has five million individual donations, but even so, uh, Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, they're going to have higher numbers than Michael Bloomberg is, especially this late in the election. Of course, he doesn't want to um, have any campaign contributions from the public coming out. Of course, he doesn't want that. It'll look bad.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I hear that he had a, a uh, rally with uh, Judge Judy <laughs> yep, last uh, night. Yeah, that was- and it turned out to be a dud.
1: Wow. No shit. Yeah. I wonder why.
0: Hmm. Well, you know. Uh, it I even... heard that
1: she endorsed him. Do you know if, like, if they were or if she was just like, yeah, I like Michael Bloomberg.
0: Are they knocking boots? Is that what you're asking me?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, oh. I, I wouldn't imply having oh, that lord fair, Jeez. But um, well, I'm what... just asking, like, do you... Like okay, do you think that that was something planned, or if Mike Bloomberg was like, oh my God, Judy said something, I have I have a celebrity endorsement, get them on fucking stage, and then nobody showed up because it's
0: Judy. I, I don't know, but I know that when I was reading, she genuinely endorsed him, and he's like, wow, I've got these rallies, let's go do a rally in Texas, they love you down there. Well, maybe they love you on TV, but they don't love you up as you know, it was. <laughs> It turned into a dudski, you know, like a like a nothing burger, and so she may we may not hear any more about that, but because <laughs> people, I mean, you think that people might go just for the spectacle of it, but apparently the, everybody had to go to work that day, you know, and it's like un- unemployment is pretty low, so. You know, I always I mean, wonder about. Had to go,
1: everybody had to go to the paint shop to watch stuff dry. <laughs> people were busy that day, jeez. Oh my god! You, know, you, get, you give the people of Texas too little credit. They have to, you know, they have to keep their time busy. And
0: jeez,
1: uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 the same problem. Like I look at Joe Biden, and I'm like, I look at his rallies, and they're so tiny. They're like tiny town halls. I've been to. Oh, my God. I've been to – you know what? I went to a state representative's town hall recently, and yeah. they look about the same as a Joe Biden campaign, maybe only a little bit bigger because they are like 30 to 70 people in a room listening to Joe Biden talk. And it's like, holy shit. You're running for president? You were, you were a vice president of the United States under a popular president, and you can only get 70 people to show up? Like – and half of them were I'd in the go press. For the <laughs> half I'd go for the spectacle. If I didn't like him, uh, if I liked him, I'd go for the spectacle. But holy crap, I don't know how that works.
0: I think that you. But now, I guess you're pretty glad that there's a Bernie Sanders, then, because if there wasn't a Bernie Sanders, the Democrats would be very, very depressed right now about the, the uh, what's going to happen. You know. So I think that's also part of it. It's like. The Democrats are saying, "Fuck it, we're gonna lose. Let's let's go down in style, man. Let's go with Bernie Sanders and see what happens." Uh, I mean, I can't. I just you know can't, I, I can't imagine I like Joe Biden winning. Uh,
1: I don't imagine Joe Biden winning against Trump. I don't see Pete Buttigieg. I I definitely don't see that um, because I'll tell you what you so exactly what the election – if Buttigieg is the nominee, here's how the election is going to go. News is going to focus on him being gay and what do we call his husband. Is his husband the first lady? Is his <laughs> husband the first man? Oh, my God. Let's talk about this. And all the time, the whole time, Trump is going to be at his rallies talking about Pete – the socialist, and yeah, he's going to call Pete a socialist, even though he isn't, because <laughs> that's what they always do. Right. Call Pete a socialist, even though they're not. It's like, Pete, God, he went to Harvard, and he failed at being even a small town mayor. I guess... That's what the Democrats are desperate for and all this stuff. <laughs> He's going to have the floor with Buttigieg. And Buttigieg is going to be at his wine caves giving speeches to billionaires so that he can get money. That's how the election is going to go. And Trump is going to win. But like, you cannot have Pete Buttigieg as the nominee. You can't have Joe Biden as the nominee. I'm a little hesitant about Warren. I think that she has <laughs> maybe, but Bernie is the best option. Of beating trump he has the best option of doing so and out of the, every candidate he also has the best of getting his agenda done or at least anything done unlike anybody else they're gonna be too afraid to stand up against the republicans bernie doesn't give a shit he'll go after them with everything he's got he's got nothing to lose he's like 87 he's gonna fucking let's fucking go he's, fuck it, let's go that's all he's gonna do so i'm like yeah bernie's gonna win and he's gonna do a good job
0: well, I, you know, I, I, I don't watch the debates because I can't stand the moderators. They're just, they, they sicken me. It, it's, yeah, it's, like senior. softball questions. The moderators ought to be standing up there as candidates. You know, I mean, it's just
1: ridiculous. It's stupid. I mean, did you see? Did you see in the last uh, debate? It was by PBS. Somebody asked Bernie Sanders, essentially, why wasn't he a woman? They were asking... because Why, uh, asking, why, why was why, he a man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why are you... Why are you a white man? Like, do, do you think that that hurts you as a candidate? Do you think that... It's like, oh my god. Like, these are not... These are not good questions. Although, Bernie hit it out of the park. It's like, fucking... It doesn't matter. Because everybody's fucked under the system. You need to get the fuck... Get the fuck out of here with this shit. So already saved it with that answer, but they are so incredibly stupid with their questions.
0: Well, it, it, I think that their, their questions are so that when the show is over, they can go back and talk to all their friends and say, wow, do you see how I laid that question out there? Boy, that was a really great question. doesn't help the debate. doesn't, you know, nobody learned anything. Uh, no, nobody was edified by it. Nothing was clear, clarified by it. You know, but oh it was, you know, it was incisive. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> right, so I got one more thing down here. Um what was it? <laughs> 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 we covered the Obamanakis. Um outside of politics <clears throat> the um there's a volcano erupting in the Philippines. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: I, uh, you know, I honestly don't watch news because it's so fucking depressing. The only, the only thing I'm like, oh, Bernie, please save us. That's all I can watch.
0: <laughs> well, and tell me day. this. Have you heard about um, the uh, drone clouds of drones in Colorado? What? That sounds bullshit. Let's find out. Tell me more. Okay, well, it's been going on for for at least a month, and in a north, I think it's southeastern county of Colorado, it's pretty uh, sparsely populated as you can imagine, at sundown there has been spotted these groups of large drones flying in formation every night but they've been spread out like over three different counties area. And one night they were saying that they were flying in this bizarre kind of checkerboard formation. And so a lot of people are saying if they're doing some kind of mapping that you can only do at night, apparently. Right. But nobody has come out and claimed responsibility for it. It has to be, these things have to be private. Okay. But because they're so big, that they require an FAA license themselves. But the FAA has said, no, nobody's applied for a license. We haven't cleared um, airspace, but the place that where they're flying, they haven't crossed over into military or uh, civilian airspace, like airport landing stuff. They, they avoid that. But there have been um, military flyovers trying to find these things they had some special radar plane flying around one night trying to locate them and it's just been going on and it goes on every night so i mean if you don't know about it you know you might want to just check out you know colorado drone swarm and what the hell is it all about it's 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 not ufo's okay they're fucking drones but it's weird they can't figure out who's flying them who's controlling them where they're where they're launching from and where they're going back to, it's it's kind of a weird thing. But since you don't know anything about it, you know, I think it's it's these these drones, man, are not cheap now. These are the ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar drones. It's not something that you go down to the uh, harbor freight and get one for sixty bucks. Okay, <laughs> these things are. Well, I mean-
1: I'm, I'm having a look at um, Vice article on it, and uh, yeah, it, it seems more just like you know any kind of, urban legend kind of you know this happens and this happened and all this stuff. And like you know, urban legends they sometimes can have their like you know some basis in reality, but I don't believe an urban legend just because somebody says it. I need to I need to see like at least a picture. And nobody has an even a picture of it. So I'm like,
0: eh, whatever. Yeah, well, there's one photograph that just has like what appears, what's supposed to be them, like all these lights in the skies. But that's fine, man. I didn't, You know, you don't know anything about it. Don't worry about it. I don't know if you had an opinion about it. It's uh, out there flying in the night sky. Well, is there anything else you want to say, man, before we go? we uh, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, we definitely want to get together after the debate and see what happens with it, you know, if it's, I'm hoping it'll be, you know, something worthwhile and that there'll be something good will happen with it in the sense that some of these issues that, you know, affect everybody, no matter what party you're in, there's a lot of stuff out there that needs to be talked about that, um, that as Americans that we need to address, you know, from the deficit to the, you know, to the, uh, the war powers, you know, to especially campaign finance. Cause you know, it's, that's the thing that's going on. And that's really what i am kind of say. It's like the Democrat party it doesn't realize that they are owned by Trump right now. I mean, that he owns them. The half of every debate, it's just about Trump. They never really get into these issues that are important. And that's all that Trump and his supporters care about. If they can have the people argue about whether Trump should be impeached or not, you know, as opposed to talking about climate change, it's a fucking win.
1: I I will not disagree. That is right on point. There's sometimes where you have to talk about the incumbent president because hey, it's the most powerful person in the world. But if you focus your campaign on I'm not Trump, well. I mean, that didn't work out for Hillary Clinton in 2016. It's not going to work out for Joe Schmoe. It's not going to work out for Kamala Harris. It's not going to work out for Cory Booker, who just dropped out, Yeah. or William Castro, who just dropped out.
0: Marianne of dropped out, was, too.
1: Like, they, but Castro, out of all the people that I just mentioned, he's the only one that didn't focus on I'm not Trump. He had, he had an agenda with immigration. Unfortunately, it didn't resonate. I liked him enough as a candidate, but you can't run a campaign about I'm not Trump because people don't care. People don't care if you're not Trump. Oh, you're not Trump. You're just another member of the establishment that's done the exact same thing for 30, 40 years. That's been fucking my life up. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I'll vote for you. It's like, it's not going to work. You have to bring out something different. So I do agree with that. But the reason that the Democrats are owned by Trump and you know, I'll say this before I go. The reason is, is that they get the campaign donations from the same people that give to Trump. Cory Booker in 2015 said, "Oh, I couldn't have, couldn't have gotten anywhere. Uh, I wouldn't be up on the stage if it wasn't for the DeVos family. You know, the family that also gave a shit ton of money to Donald Trump. The reason that Betsy DeVos is, uh, is the director of education department. Like,
0: yeah, she's the secretary connected. of education.
1: Uh, she would say what
0: is it is it secretary of education is that is that yeah. what
1: yeah idea? secretary of education i said like resident or president whatever but you get the idea it's like these people are owned by the same people that own the republicans and you can't rule yourself as a sovereign party until you get money out of politics you have to be run by the people the democrats don't want to acknowledge that because they like the money so or they're too afraid And that's understandable, but there's a time to be afraid and there's a time to do action. This is the time to do action because Trump is going to look like he's going to win again. Well,
0: that's beautiful, man, the way you said that. So tell me again the name of uh, your outfit and how people can uh, do research on it, whether you guys got a website or what. Oh, sure.
1: Uh, Wolf-PAC.com. That's PAC, P-A-C. Um, I will tell you right now, I just had to look it up because, you know, you embarrassed me, but here are the five states that Wolfpack has passed in. It is California, Rhode Island, Vermont, no, my page disappeared. You're doing it.
0: (laughs) Is it New 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 New
1: Hampshire? Okay, okay, okay. Vermont, (laughs) California, Illinois, New Jersey, Rhode Island. Okay. We got five states. Now, fortunately, they're all blue, and what that a lot of people imply that oh, well, blue states, this is a Democrat thing. No, this is this is a nonpartisan issue. That's why Tennessee, uh, being the sixth state to call for this convention, is going to be monumentally important because uh, Democrats are not always interested in amendatory conventions, but Republicans love them because. They show that states have rights. And you know what? In a lot of situations, states should have rights to be able to be a check and balance on the federal government. Because that's really the only check and balance that we have anymore against the federal government is the states. And you are going to need some... The won't change the Constitution because y'all are broken. Uh, So if you're interested in even... Even putting pressure on Congress, because this is how you do it. This is how you actually put pressure on Congress. You make it so that they know that if they don't do their job, that somebody else is going to do it for them. If you want to put real pressure on Congress for campaign finance reform, go to wolf-pack.com. When you go to the website, it'll give you a map of the United States. You click on your state, and it will show you who to talk to about joining Wolfpack.
0: Beautiful, man. I appreciate that. All right, thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, we'll get up with you, Mad Mike from Memphis, after the uh, upcoming uh, debate prior to the first caucus. It's, you could call it a primary, but uh, prior to Iowa, and we'll see what happens with that. It's an exciting time to be alive, and I appreciate you being on the show, man. Good luck with all your endeavors out there in the woods. Watch out for the spiders.
1: Oh, dude. Brown recluses are everywhere out here. I oh, it's nuts. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to say who it was, but there's somebody.
0: Uh, uh, Go ahead. I lost you. It
1: was nasty. Uh,
0: oh my God, man. I think you're being. I think the uh, Illuminati is, uh, is cutting in on your broadcast, man. Oh my oh God. No, he, oh no. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we can't have that. Um, uh, Live long, live long and prosper, baby.
1: Uh, peace and long life, motherfucker. <laughs> Later, Ed.
0: Yeah.